To Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 260. And today we're going back to the 80s for a couple of silly films that were a lot of fun in some regards and some not so much. We actually ended up watching Motel Hell from 1980 and Slaughterhouse Rock from 1988. 88, 87. It says 87 on IMDb, but on Google it says 88, so whatever. Probably, it is definitely 87, though. So we got some information on those. Got some fun thoughts to talk about. They're going to be fun to talk about for the spoiler section, especially. So if you've watched these movies, if not, we always have the spoiler section first. You can go down to the timestamps and then skip to the next movie's spoiler-free section and then listen to the end to see what we're going to be talking about next week. Because next week, guys, we're going to be doing something real different here. And it's uh, and I want I want some of you to try it out just to see. You know I like wacky, weird stuff. This is going to mix it up a bit. We don't really get to do this that often, and I really want to. And it's actually just two movies of a trilogy. But stick around to the end. We'll let you know about it. Christina, how are you doing this week? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I feel I feel good today. I feel awake. That's oh, I've been feeling a little bit more awake lately, uh-huh. which is nice. You must be getting sleep. Well, I've been doing a lot of cocaine. Um... <laughs> yeah, right. We can't afford that. Are you yeah. kidding me? Fuck, man, I'm fucking high as fuck right now. I don't even know how we're going to do. <laughs> no, Christina gave me some uh, alert pills or whatever. And no doze. Yeah. And, I, and so it's, you know, it's just a little little bump, but they take a for It takes a while for the caffeine to kick in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it does help me get through that that little bit without having to slam coffee. You're going to get addicted. You're going to start smoking the pills. Or crushing them up. Well, maybe parachuting them, you know, (laughs) smashing them up, putting them in a little single ply of toilet paper and then ripping the end off and swallowing it so that you get really fucking high. Instead of just taking the pill. (laughs) For all you drug addicts out there, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm totally kidding, though. Don't do that at home, kids. Um So, uh, I did want to mention something. We did have someone write us, and I appreciate they were very kind to us about it. They were worried about, you know, some of the political messaging that we had. In the last episode? In the last episode. I want you guys to understand, movies, horror in general, has always had its political messages. And what we do here is dissect those messages, regardless of what our opinions are on them. We may have our opinions. We, We generally... Typically, just kind of gloss over it. We don't really get into our personal feelings that much. And I personally don't think that I did. But I just want you guys to know that moving forward, this is a podcast that will dissect 
everything. If you're dodging political messages, horror is going to be a very, very, very loaded uh, genre, really, to speak of all kinds of messages. And a lot of people don't realize this, but you can go all the way back to like King Kong, Frankenstein. Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. I mean, all of these movies have really had a message. And, you know, sometimes we have to hear a message even though we don't agree with it. Doesn't mean you have to like the movie. Doesn't mean you have to agree with the message. It is the message, though, and that's what we do here. So I just want you guys to know that, you know, we do our best to just have fun. We never really try to get too deep into politics, like especially, you know, sometimes we'll mention things that are happening in the current times, but that's just life. I'm not going to be limited to what I say here, and I want to keep it fun for you guys. And you can ask any of the hosts here, any of them. <laughs> I have been super strict about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. let's not harp on it. Let's just talk about it. Get it over with. And and the more I've done this over the years, the more and more I've got comfortable with talking about certain things because I don't think it's wrong to hear them. And we never persuade or push anybody all the time to do these things either. So it's just here as facts. And I don't really care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it's our podcast, so go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, they were nice and I appreciated that they were being nice. So I just want you to know that I take things head on when people approach me about stuff and I am not shy about it. So mm -hmm. if I came across in any which way, that is because I am not afraid to talk about certain subjects because we should be able to talk about anything without any kind of scrutinizing or anything. We're here to enjoy movies. Some of them, a lot of them have messages gonna happen so that said i think we're gonna need a drink from all that seriousness so let's get fucking wrecked christina i think it might be that time please god please horror shots all right just in the nick of time the horror shots coming through with the awkwardness <laughs> To save us. Stop that motherfucker from talking. He's killing the podcast. He's killing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. All right, so. So we watched two movies this week. We had a tough time trying to pick out what movie was going to be what. We kind of called it early. I called it early on. But, yeah. But, but the second movie we watched didn't really have anything that we wanted to do in it. And. In the Motel Hell movie, which we decided to pick a shot for, there is a lot of secret sauces for smoked meats and, and a lot of meats. Yeah, a lot of fucking dick innuendo jokes. Like Jesus Christ, was there was very, a lot. It was very punny. Yes. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there was a scene in the movie where an old man is talking to a very young lady. Well, we think he's very young. I'll tell you how old he was, by the way, when we get to it. Uh-oh. He says to her, you know, sometime I'm going to have to show you how to smoke my meat. And she's like, I'd like that. And I'm <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're calling this shot a smoked meat. Yeah. We were going to call it a secret sauce, but eh, it's not as spicy. Yeah. So, Christina, what did we put in this? So we got half of J&B scotch. Mm -hmm. And the other half is blue velvet whiskey okay and then we got a couple drops of liquid smoke yes just top. to give it that smoky old what's this smoky what's the name of the company meat. old dicks or some shit i don't Vin, even remember it's vincent's meats or something like yeah that. vincent's meats it's like it is it this is it that's the name <laughs> of the, the fucking slogan this is it 
That's great marketing. Yeah. It really stuck. So she put a little cool little like, uh, ooh, what the fuck is that? Oh, it melted. So if you look, if you go and look at the picture, I found the sugar. Okay, sugar. It's sugar. I thought that was fucking plastic, Christina. No, it, it's sugar like for cupcakes. Um, it was a butcher knife. Is that what they're called? Cleaver. It was okay. a cleaver. I apologize. So there's a cleaver in the shot. I'm taking it. But out. Alex took too long getting ready, so the cleaver sat there a long time and melted. <laughs> and now I'm just stirring it around. Okay. Uh, I don't want to do this one. Okay, consistency is a huge deal to me. So if something hits my tongue while I'm taking a shot, you mean like texture? Yeah. Li- yeah. No, consistent. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like if it's like if it's straight water, it's straight consistent. Right. If it's not consistent and there's like a oh, lumpy it's thing, like clumpy because you think it's spoiled. Right. Yeah. That's childhood trauma, Alex. It is. That's why I don't <laughs> drink milk that's been sitting on the counter for more than ten or fifteen minutes. Why would you leave? Oh. <laughs> Do you understand? Well, then you, that's why you need if to put I it back in the fridge. It's like, if I haven't been in his company, I will not drink that milk. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> okay, ready? Ugh. I don't. Okay, let's try. Yeah, go. Okay, it's not so bad. Okay, I was getting a little nervous there. I can't do that liquid you, That two drops is a little too much. Mm-hmm. So maybe use one drop. Yeah. In both shots. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, stir, mix it together. Yeah, it's so strong. Stir it together and, and, like, so put in your one shot of J&B. Uh-huh. And then one shot velvet. of black velvet black and velvet. one drop so that you have two shots with one drop in it. Uh, 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 a little strong, a little strong. We've used it before. It wasn't this bad, though. But anyway. Yeah. So. But yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I think it tastes pretty good. It makes sense. Like, the smoked meat, it's perfect. Like, it's yeah, really it, it a good totally idea. Like, it yeah. totally fucking tastes like it. The only other thing I would think of is, like, if it was, like, saucy, like, you know. Like barbecue sauce Yeah, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Which I could have done. Could have done hickory barbecue. Could have done sweet baby rays. Yeah, sweet baby <laughs> hickory barbecue. <laughs> Anyway, guys, if you would like to try a smoked meat, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes. And we're going to actually, it's pretty apropos, isn't it, (laughs) for this first movie? (laughs) Exactly. And we're going to start it off with Motel Hell from 1980 and then move on to... Slaughterhouse Rock, 1988. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right. Motel Hell, 1980. A seemingly friendly farmer and his sister kidnap unsuspecting travelers and bury them alive, using them to create the special meat they are famous for. Mm. Tagline, you might just die, dot, 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 laughing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, there's there's a thing behind that. They wanted to, how they wanted to sell this movie. So I'll, okay. I'll get into that in the uh, spoilers. All right. 
Okay, so this is directed by Kevin Connor. Mm-hmm. He did The Land That Time Forgot oh, from 1974. I yeah. remember that when I was growing up. Oh, you're so old. Um, At the Earth's Core. Oh, I didn't cor- see it when it came out, jackass. <laughs> uh, he also did At the Earth's Core from 1976. He has 82 directing credits to his names, which is mostly Xmas movies, including A Christmas Kiss and A Boyfriend for Christmas. All right, guys, you know what the deal is. Anybody that's been stuck behind Christmas movies for a long time needs to do a new movie a new horror movie because i think it's a good recipe a lot of anger gets built up and then you splatter <laughs> it on the screen violently kind of like anything for jackson which right. you know is my favorite recipe <laughs> anyway all right this was written by robert jaffe and stephen charles jaffe uh also wrote demon seed from 1977 yes scarab 1983 and uh, night flyers right which we've seen yeah i love demon seed that's one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. that is such a crazy film dude oh I it's it's, it. it's it's a fucking mind fuck i think we did it on this on one of our episodes i can't remember but if uh-huh. we didn't we're doing it again <laughs> All right, this movie stars Rory Calhoun. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played Vincent. Um, He was in Rollerblade Warriors, Revenge of Bigfoot, uh, and his last acting role before he passed away in 1999 was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Okay, he's an old actor, though, but he's been around forever. A lot of of stuff. Also starring Paul Linke, who plays Bruce. He did Shrunken Heads. Uh, he was in that K-Pack movie. K-Packs. K-Packs, whatever. Uh, also, Parenthood and Grand Theft Auto from 1977. Yeah, that was, um, what's his name? Who's the red-haired kid that was in uh, the the show? <laughs> he was Opie. Oh, really? And he was in uh, the one with... Uh, Happy days. Happy days. Thank Jesus. you. That's what I was trying to get at. You were like, I wanted you to focus on me because I knew I could send the message to you somehow. And you were not listening. You were not connecting to my Wi-Fi, Christina. What'd you say? Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's who's that guy who was in Happy Days and he was also in that other one? Ron Howard. Ron Howard directed that Grand Theft Auto movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's one oh, of his first funny. ones. It's, oh, okay. It's a big car fucking movie. Like, oh, they do like some insane stuff. I, I think it was, it was a canon film. And I thought it was a video game. I thought it was a canon. It might be canon. A oh. canon movie. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, also starring Nancy Parsons, who plays uh, Ida, the sister. She was in Still Magnolia, and she was also in all the Porky's movies. God, those were so big when I was a kid. Porky's. Yeah, there oh. was like four, right? Yeah. There was Meatballs and There's Porky's. Like Revenge of Porky's. I remember Porky's was the first time when I first saw that movie, and I will never forget this, is they sneak behind the women's shower. And they open up holes in the wall while they're showering. And they're like, come on, man, let's go. And he's like, no, I wanted to practice for tonight. And I was like, ew. Oh, my God. That sounds so like something I wouldn't watch. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very, yeah. Masculine. Yeah, well, it's, it's misogynistic. Misogynistic sort of, yeah, it's, comedy. It's, it's meant to be raunchy intentionally. Oh, okay. All right. Also starring uh, Nina Axelrod, who plays Terry. She was in Cobra, and she was also in Critters Three. You know the Cobra movie, right? Yeah, that's the one that uh, the 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 uh, werewolf cop was uh, no based so, on. No, <laughs> what? Oh, was it yeah, Sylvester Stallone movie? That's the, right. The cover. Oh yeah. Is that what was it called? Werewolf cop or what yeah? Was it they did use the same cover as Cobra. Yeah, that's but, what, that's what I I think of when I see. 
Cobra. <laughs> anyway. So, Sylvester okay. Stallone, though, was in that movie, and that was where, in the very beginning of the movie, they shot someone in the head, and it was the first time I ever saw someone get shot in the head on TV. Oh, nice. And it shook the fuck out of me. Oh, childhood trauma again. <laughs> this is going to be the childhood trauma of Alex show. It was all uphill from there. <laughs> All right. I also just wanted to say Wolfman Jack was in this. He plays the Reverend. Mm. Um, Wolfman Jack. He was, I'm sure younger people or anybody under probably the age of 35 doesn't know who he is. Oh, everybody knows who Wolfman Jack is. He come on out here tonight. Yeah. Nobody doesn't know. Our, uh, my nephew watched this with us and had no idea who that was. And I was like, it's like Howard Stern. No idea who Howard Stern is. <laughs> he was a, a shock rock DJ. Yeah, like one of the Did a lot of the 50s and stuff, ones. like 60s and stuff like that. I don't know. He, he did a lot of earlier music. Right. And also, uh, John <sighs> Rasenberger was in this like really quick. Uh, he was Cliff in Cheers. So he did this before he was in Cheers. Mm, yep. Which also, if you're probably under the age Bit of 35, hard. you don't know what Cheers is. He was but... Cliff. <laughs> right. Which was in, hold on, House? He was in, no, House 2. Oh, he was? Yeah, the oh. second story. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Anyway, this movie, which is Motel Hell, had a budget of $3 million. It's kind of big for 1980. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, and what did you think of this movie, Alex? I'm pure shit. I mean, I'm I'm not happy that I watched. No, I'm kidding. Uh- <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually really enjoyed this one. Um, I had thought that I hadn't seen it. But as soon as I saw that scene with the garden, I knew exactly what movie this was. And I was like, oh, yes. And it reminded me of the, the that movie we watched, the, the, the Blood Farmers. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Like Cannibal Blood Farmers or whatever the fuck it was. Uh-huh. It wasn't all that good, but, you know, it was right. it was like, you know, this is probably the better film, obviously. But it's just a silly punny chock full of ridiculous characters doing ridiculous things type of movie you just can't take this film seriously at all like it is from start to finish i think pretty pretty silly i mean it gets a little sillier as it goes on uh the concept in the beginning kind of feels a little serious i guess you know but it's not exactly the bloodiest or goriest film either but it is kind of dark and twisted in a lot of ways you can tell that and and they did cut back the 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 script a bit from where it was headed in the original one and uh this one is still more fun than i think it was originally headed it's about a motel that not only sells rooms but also sells meat and guess what's in that meat people people soylent green yeah it's soylent green yeah <laughs> Human meat mixed with pork for the best damn meat you ever had. <laughs> but how they capture people and the characters in this is it's really kind of tongue in cheek stuff. Like there's like a Benny Hill, like a couple Benny Hill moments in the movie, which were like where naked people are running around like idiots. A lot of like it's definitely written by a man. Like oh, I can tell you, oh, Jesus, because <laughs> there is a lot of breasts in this one. Not that a woman wouldn't write about breasts. I'm just saying that for its time, it was definitely, you know, it was trying to go there for the delights, so to speak, other than the meat. They were trying to look for some treats, you know what I mean? Plenty of, a, you know, just plenty of obligatory breast shots and nude scenes with dick jokes. Pretty stereotypical guy shit. <laughs> so, and I'm not immune to that either. And by the way, if you've been listening long enough, I make a lot of that <laughs> dumb shit too. But I actually laughed out loud quite a few times at all the carefully placed jokes and puns. And it's like really chock full of that. It's not the like, 
improvised sort of joking fun that you would have. It's just so like canned fun. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you can really hate a movie like this for any specific reason. It's just like, I don't know, homemade Americana fucking silliness, Mm -hmm. you know? From it feels a little older than it really is. Some feels like it's a it's a the the earliest inklings of eighties that you could possibly get. Obviously, because it is a nineteen eighty film. Yeah, I was just gonna say. But yeah, I mean, even when it was written, it was written like years before, and seventies. It just feels like this little movie that's stuck in the middle of its own world, and it's Mm kind of cool. I like it. I really did enjoy it. I'd say I'd probably give this movie a six point five or a seven. Mm-hmm. Out of uh, ten for eighties silly movies, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You can you know what to expect from eighties. So if you l- enjoy the eighties, this is not a bad film to watch. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that I haven't. It it's not as memorable. It's more memorable this time than it was. I think the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Someone Sarah said that we had done it before, and I was like, I don't remember. But it's been five years, guys. I've been doing this a lot, yeah. so there's a lot of memories. <laughs> there's not enough room in my head, okay? I'm stupid. <laughs> but, Christina, what did you think? So, yeah, this is my first time watching it. Within the first 20 minutes, you get, like, really um, House of a Thousand Corpses vibes, like, strong. Like, it's crazy. It does have that. But it also, a lot of people compared it to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so... Oh, well, I could see that, too, because it's like a family, because you have uh, the main guy and his sister, and then his brother is a cop in town, which, yeah. Yeah. That's Yeah. But... uh, And everything's so normal to them. mm -hmm. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was slow in a couple parts where they would do the dialogue and stuff, but I also, um, I enjoyed... This sounds weird. I enjoyed the background music. For some reason, it had that classic orchestra mm-hmm. feel to it. And I did look up um, the sound engineers and the and everything. And they actually went on to do Marvel movies. So I thought that mm. was like really interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, do you, the, do you know the names by chance? Or? Well, no, I didn't write them down. Because oh, you should have done that. If you find stuff I, like that, I always just, write it down. I was just browsing through, you know, and I was like, oh, it was a bunch of them. So. Right. I did not appreciate the, <laughs> they had this guy who had a beard and it was, oh, it was so annoying. Oh, it was so bad. It was they really bad. Ivan. Just... Huh? His name was Ivan I... in the movie. Yeah. They should have just drew it on. Like it would have looked better if they didn't glue it on and they just drew it on. It would have well, been fine. You got to remember back annoying. then, like we didn't oh, really, yeah, I know the fidelity wasn't there. You know what I mean? I know. Like, so I guess it just didn't age well, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd probably watch it. Again, like in the background or something, I give it a six. Really? Okay, cool. So we got at least a 6.5 between the two of us, maybe a 6.25, depending on what your interests are. If you like 80s, you probably know about this movie. It's a popular film because of the whole hello, you know, it's like, it's actually called Motel Hello, and the O just keeps flashing off, so Mm -hmm. they call it Motel Hell. Not to be confused with... Hello Fresh? Ho- no, not to be confused <laughs> with Hotel Hell, the Gordon Ramsay show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, don't yeah. confuse the two. There's no British guy yelling at people in it, so you're good. No. I think they understand that, Christina. <laughs> <laughs>
But we do have some trivia on this movie. Um, there's quite a bit on this one, not th- so much on the next one, so we'll get into that a little bit. If you haven't seen the movie, you can watch it up on Prime. I think it's uh, part of the subscription, and as long as you have you know, a Prime account, you can... Who doesn't have a Prime account? A lot of people. Some people are starting to... Sh- you know, get away from it because the prices are going up. Oh, it's true. You know what I mean? It's not exactly right. You know, small business friendly. Right. Let's be honest. That's true. Okay, you're right. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah. So if you want to check it out there, you can go watch it on Prime. But uh, other than that, if you don't want anything spoiled from this movie, here is your warning. So this movie was shot in five weeks, which is actually a pretty long time considering how we how quick we make movies these days on a three million dollar budget. <laughs> But they had a lot of different areas that they were going to where they shot this place. You know, they had Culver City, place in California. Then they linked a lot of different places up. So makes sense. The screenplay for this film was written years before, as I had mentioned. It had a real difficult time of finding some backing. It was 1978. It was picked up by Camp Hill Company, and it was shot and completed in 1980. In all, it was nearly three years from the time the script was written to the final release of the film. Oh. And Toby Hooper was actually originally going to direct this movie for Universal Studios. Hmm. And they had pitched it to him as a scary horror film. But they kind of heard that it was a little bizarre. And so Hooper kind of said, nah, I'm not going to. Plus, you know, I mean, a lot of people are making the comparisons to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So oh, he probably it thought be... it, it was too similar. Yeah. So the role of Bruce Smith, who plays the sheriff was specifically written for Paul Linke to play, which Linke went to college with the co-writer and co-producer, Robert Jaffe, which he also lost 25 pounds to play the lead. Wow. He was uh, actually carrying a lot of extra weight to play Grossman on the television show Chips, which was super popular around that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, United Artists marketed Motel Hell as a straightforward horror movie. This is what I was talking about. They didn't want people to know that it was a horror comedy. So they were worried that the quirkiness in the trailers or posters would put off audiences at the time because, you know, you had stuff like Friday the 13th that had blown up, you know, mm-hmm. before this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were really hungry for that kind of movie. And this was a little too silly. Silly. Yeah. But the tagliner, you might just die laughing, was kept. So if anybody oh. was actually paying attention, they would have known that on the posters. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Wolfman Jack. Um, There was a scene that was cut from the movie where he's officiating the wedding at a church, Mm -hmm. but they cut it from the final finished version of the film. Oh, okay. So I don't know why, but he's a little weird in that. It didn't tie into the script. Like he's in it for like a really short while. Mm -hmm. He does like one little scene with that magazine. Right, but I'm just saying with them getting married, it didn't tie into the story. Oh, yeah, sure. Probably why they cut it. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, the publicity for this picture stated that it was the first major role in motion picture in quite a long time for the lead actor, Rory Calhoun. Now, I want to know how old do you think Rory Calhoun was well, in I, this role? I guess he's not as old as you're saying. So. Not the character himself. Right. Uh, uh, 40. No, no, no. He was definitely older than that. 50. He was 57 years old when he starred in this movie. Okay. I think that's pretty young do you do i don't compared to what he looked like <laughs> yeah he probably did look he older. felt like it was a 70 year old man they dyed his hair i thought he would be in like his 60s right but he's the vincent character the old man 
Harry Dan Stanton was actually supposed to play his role. Um, you know who he is, right? No. Oh, God. Christina. 16 yeah. Candles. He was in fucking uh, Wild at Heart. He's the guy that goes to find the the where Sailor went in Wild at Heart. Candles. 16 Candles. Was he the boyfriend? He's in uh, 100, th- or 100 Cigarettes or whatever in the very beginning. I don't remember. I don't do to with names. In 16 Candles, was he the boyfriend? No, he was an old man, the father. He was the father. Okay, I know who he is. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're like thinking too young. He, no, he would have played the old man in the movie. He wouldn't yeah, have been young. Yeah, I know, but you just said that guy. Okay, like, all right, okay. all right. You need to know your fucking... De- you need that, to shut the fuck up. That guy's up. a national fucking treasure, all right? You need to fucking know your treasures. What? What? Oh, I almost said something <laughs> mean because I think he's dead. <laughs> Didn't he die? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, uh, there was a uh, just listening to him speak was amazing. Mm-hmm. Such mm-hmm. An, a unique, interesting, different person. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, the director of this movie, Kevin Connor, once explained that his involvement in the movie, which was in March of 1980, he'd uh, been in Los Angeles for three months and was getting nowhere when he decided to collect some tapes from an agent, Bobby Lindman, Littman. Excuse me. And as he walked into the agency, he came out of his office to refill his coffee mug and he saw him and he asked how he was getting on. And he said, eh, not so good. Uh, he said, he said, come. And the guy said, come into my office and I'll get you a job. And he called another agent who just happened to have an uh, inquiry for a young director to helm a horror movie. And this was Motel Hull, Hell. And he told the Jaffe brothers that I would love to direct a, a movie as long as it was a black comedy, removing all the unnecessary crudeness. Uh, the They agreed, and that is the movie that you see today. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it, he said, because it was a tongue-in-cheek, but you have to play the scenes. And if you notice, you never see any gratuitous violence. The black humor appealed to me, and it wasn't in response to any other movie trend. A very pleasant shoot. He said Nancy Parsons and Rory Calhoun were an absolute delight, as were the rest of the cast and crew. He said the most challenging thing was probably the dueling chainsaws at the end, and the idea came for which uh, was like a last-minute thing. Oh. He said this may have been the greatest victory, uh, too. He said Rory and Nancy were naturals. He said that they loved each other and they certainly didn't have to work at it. But yeah, a lot of people liken this movie to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, especially because of the chainsaws that were in it. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. that was like one of the first films that really used it. Like, But that's pretty much it I got for the trivia. As far as I got for the trivia, uh, did you want to kind of talk about some things uh, that some scenes that you enjoyed in this movie early on? And uh, well, I got a little trivia tucked in here. But OK. Well, when the it, it was towards the beginning, the health inspector had come out and he inspected around, and then he came back at night, and that's when we we find oh the, the heads, yeah, the secret garden. He buries the people secret. up to their neck, cuts out their voice boxes, so they're moaning like zombies, and uses their meat when he needs it to keep mm-hmm. it fresh. And he yeah. keeps them in the dirt. 
totally makes sense. Keeps him alive. I also like how he would set up traps on the road to cause car accidents. So mm. then he could like steal people and put them in the ground. It's clever. It's clever. There's a couple of different ways that they do that in this movie, which are silly. Like the mm-hmm. cow one. Oh, yeah. That was stupid. Because but he calls funny. himself an artist. And, and and second of all, you said it would make sense that he would stick the bodies in the ground. No, it really no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because your body would get sense. atrophied. I said it, may, it makes sense about the cows. Right. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> For meat's sake, not a good idea. Right, but it's creepy as If fuck. he had him on treadmills, maybe. It's creepy, though. That's why. Right. It's probably because he's a farmer, and, you know, you yeah. plant your vegetables, and you mix your... They're part of the spices, but what, the special but spices. Why didn't he plant his pigs? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he like, treated them better than them. Yeah, shouldn't you treat them equally? Jesus. He's actually nicer to the pigs than he is the humans, really. Well, I would be too. They play that weird shit over the fucking loudspeakers too, which <laughs> weird. It's funny too because you would think a movie about motel hell would be more about the people that check in that don't check out, right? And yeah, it's really only happens once in the movie, right? Which they probably just put in there uh, to for the title, right? They think they're on this cause to basically recycle humans who are bad into food for good people mm-hmm. that's their that's their catch that's their thing it's like dexter almost yeah like they're they only kill bad people who have been sexually explicit or you know done bad things and or are in bands like they, they kill <laughs> on a the, motorcycle yeah like the guy was on a motorcycle i didn't even know how he fucking wrecked first of all it just wrecked and then he was like i'm ready to take you mm-hmm. threw the body in the back Kept the girl. Oh, it wrecked because he shot out the tire. Did he? Yeah. Remember the end? The sheriff came to get the girl and convince her that, uh, you know, everything is going wrong. And he said, look at look at what I pulled out of the, the motorcycle tire. And he had the, the pieces of the bullet. Are you sure it was bullet? Yeah. He was like, he shot. Yeah, because he said he shot the, the uh, tire. Hmm, I don't know. I thought it might have been the the traps. So. No, I thought the bear traps were with the van, with the band in it. Right. That was the know. bear traps. The band, speaking of which, which they, they kill, is called Ivan and the Terribles. And they're a communist punk band. I, yeah, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, around that time, I mean, clearly. Right. It was the Red Scare stuff, so they were, like, going against the government and everything like that. Because right. Because... They were pushing it so hard. But yeah, that was the guy that had the fake beard. Yeah. It was horrible. (laughs) It was really bad. He looked like a young Chris Christopherson, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it was him. I looked around to kind of poke around to see who it was, but it wasn't. And Cliff from fucking Cheers is in the back. I think he was like the drummer or something like that. Yeah, he was the drummer. (laughs) And he was wearing these silly ass fucking shades. And I'm like thinking to myself, Cliff? from Cheers was in a punk band called Ivan and the Terribles and he got buried up to his neck. He doesn't have a a word. He doesn't say a word. Yeah, he doesn't say shit. He's just kind of there. But I mean, this was before Cheers, you know, (laughs) so obviously like he was friends with people, you know, and but I think that was cool. Like you see a really recognizable face. I love that. Like before they were famous, like when we saw Lisa Kudrow in that one movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was another thing that happened before they crashed too. the funny thing in their van was that he's like, he's like, man, we got to find a place to crash soon. <laughs> and then pop, the tire goes pop and they crash. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. You were like, did you just catch that pun? <laughs> and I was like, no, because there's puns all over the fucking place. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, the movie is just so, 
it is not afraid to, to cast any joke out there for anybody. Right. It's like, fuck it. I don't even need to throw bait on it. Just here it is. My my most irritating moment was, uh, well, they they were at a picnic. The, the brother's sister, Vincent, you know, his sister, the girl, and then the sheriff. And then the sheriff takes the girl uh, to, like, this cliff to, like, pretty much make out with her. But he was, like, showing her, oh, look, we can see the drive through from here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and yeah. then he proceeds to pretty much try to rape her, even though he, <laughs> she said no, like, a thousand times. It was pretty, yeah. <sighs> He's, like, he looks at her and he goes, oh, yeah? And then he just starts fucking manhandling her. And I was, like, oh, wow, this is a this is aged really well. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like a fine smoked meat. And then, you know, they get distracted from that, you know, and she thinks nothing of it. But you never even pointed out the out. part where, like, fucking, they show up to a fucking neck party where everybody's fucking making out a make-out point. Yeah, and then he, since he's a sheriff, he turned on his lights to get him to go. And that's the parts when you said, like, there's naked people for no reason. Yeah, it's like a, the Benny Hill moments that I was yeah. talking about. That's totally... Titties! Yeah. Hey! That's when they had that they had that picnic in the graveyard with that girl, because they stole this girl from the bike wreck. She doesn't remember how what exactly happened, and they tell her that he died. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, Bo, but he's buried out in the garden. Yeah, he's in the garden, but they made a fake grave to make her think that he's right. dead. There's a couple of movies I've seen. I think it was like Piranha, where they bury people in a grave like ahead of time. And it's like, I'm thinking about like all the CSI stuff that we have out today and how a big no-no it is if you find a dead body that you're not allowed to bury it. You're not allowed you know? to touch it. You're not yeah. allowed to touch it or you could be... You're going to be accused of a murder. Putting, yeah. putting that body in the grave. Until they prove it otherwise, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, and so he did it and, they were in the, and since his brother's the fucking sheriff, of course he doesn't question it. Mm-hmm. And because the sheriff's not in on the kills that he's doing behind the scenes for the smoked meat. In fact, he's actually one of the biggest fans of the meat, apparently, they say in the movie. But that makes me believe that he knew what was going on and he was helping them cover it up. No, I think he was just stupid. See, I don't, I didn't think so. I I mean, she's not too bright either. They fucking kidnap her. And then she's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here or why I'm here. And he's like, oh, child, are you feeling lost, child? And she's like, yes. And he's like, don't feel a child. Don't feel alone. You have yourself. Don't you see? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then then they, they agree to get married. No, hold on. You're jumping (laughs) way ahead. I know I am, but Uh, it's pretty much what happened. And then he's like, oh, he's like, you know, we find it that it's the work of God that sent you here from us. Look at you now. We got you helping here in the farm and the world is a wonderful place. And she's like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stay here. Like, what? Sorry, I don't think that would be how it worked. But she's blonde. It is the 80s. And come on, she's a woman. They're not too bright. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> you notice that in a lot of old movies, too, that the women are just like, so like, okay. To go along with yeah. everything. Hey, look at this butcher knife. I'm going to cut a cake. Will you come with me while I'm acting weird around you? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, there was a scene in the movie. This is what cracked me up, dude. I'm going to clip it for you guys and post it up on the fucking Instagram and on fucking 
uh, TikTok. I know that makes some people cringe, but unfortunately, uh, when you're doing a podcast, you really don't get the choice of where you talk. <laughs> you either care that everybody hears, or you don't care at all. Nobody right. does. So anyway, there's this scene where a couple show up at the hotel and they're out like the 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 Vincent and Ida who run the hotel, who are the crazy people that kill people. They're out and about killing somebody or chopping somebody up or whatever the fuck they were doing. And they come there and the guy's already eating some of the meat. He's like, check out some of this meat. It's good, you know. And it's this guy and this like sort of hot girl, you know, and they're there to get a room to fuck literally fuck they're not hiding it at all and so they kind of have this conversation with the old couple right and they're like yeah we just need it for a couple hours if you know what i mean and it's like always constantly sexual jokes around the old people and somehow they're like oh maybe we'll join you no i thought they had the uh the the motel was listed in one of their fetish pamphlets oh because they they said uh i didn't catch that part yeah because they were like oh i didn't think they were gonna put that in there this month or something like that or they put it in early we weren't expecting blah 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 yeah so those they show up to get yeah the the fetish stuff and then they're like all excited that old fucking vincent and weird ass ida are gonna be a part of the fuck party (laughs) and then this is okay look i have been around a lot of bdsm um i'm not exactly oh have you well i'm just you know we used to go to fucking (laughs) fetish parties christina yeah for the music Mostly, yeah, but I mean that shit happens around you, and I know you can't a help lot it. of the parties that we went to included it. You know right. what I mean? It's right. like it's it was like that's why when people say, "Oh, titty on the screen, there's a titty, I saw a titty," and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I used to see a bunch. I really don't care anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've talked to a dude while he's having sex with somebody, all right? About politics. About politics as a joke because, <laughs> and I, I'm not kidding you, I did this for 25 minutes and he thought it was the best thing ever. And, <laughs> and I was just being weird because that's who I am. <laughs> and I was pushing the boundaries of myself and that. And then he was like, finally, he was like, all right, y- y- you should go now. <laughs> anyway, um... It's not a humble brag, by the way. It's just part of it. Um, but anyway, so these this couple goes back to their hotel room, and they're like, we'll be in there in 10 minutes. And uh, it's it's the lady's name's Elaine Joyce. She played Edie, Edith, Edith. And the other guy one is his name is Guy, he, the character, and his played by Dick Curtis. And they invite the old couple to swing with them, and it's so stereotypical. It's bel- ridiculous. Like, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey ridiculous, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you ever knew about that book, it is what somebody perceives uh, sexual deviancy to be instead of, like, what BDSM actually really is. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what a lot of people say about the book. Oh, okay. So, anyway, the Dom lady is, like, a work... She's, like, in this workout leotard thing with a fucking whip. Okay, and she's literally fucking wrecking the entire goddamn room, trashing the room, just whipping the lights, whipping everything. And I'm laughing my ass off at this part. And then after she's done, she jumps on the bed and the guy comes out of the bathroom and he's like, where's my jelly? And I'm like, oh, my God. And he's wearing like a women's like sort of bathing suit with like a bra over top of it. That was a weird. (laughs) I mean, no kink shaming here. It's just it was just silly. And he's like, 
where's my jelly? And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And then he's like, and they're like all laughing and giggling. He's like, where are they? Are they coming? And he's like, yeah, I hope they're into animals. <laughs> and we were like, wait, did he just say we're into fucking animals? Yeah, it was gross. Like, what? What? Oh, because of the pigs. Yeah, like, uh, see what I mean by stereotypical shit? You know yeah. what I mean? And then the old couple come in and tie him up willingly because, of course, they're into BDSM. Mm-hmm. So they're just laugh fucking each other or whatever, like tying up their legs and arms and everything like that. And then he gives the other guy laughing gas and then the other girl laughing gas. And he's like, she's like, that's not laughing gas. I know what that smells like. That's and, nitric oxide. Oh, this is a special laughing gas. It's where you get gas and we laugh. Oh, that's a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. Slapping my knee, I am. Then they, of course, rip out their larynx or voice box, cut their voice box, and then... Into the garden they go. Yep, with the bag over their head. Uh, but this, the funny thing is, is in the original screenplay, th- this movie was a lot darker and disturbing. So I was 100% right huh. about it feeling like it wanted to go somewhere and it didn't. Oh, yeah. And okay. I legitimately wrote... Because I usually, what I do is I write my my thoughts down first and you know mm-hmm. and then i go do the research afterwards and i don't really doctor it and i may add stuff in there while i'm like talking but um it said that they had bestiality in the movie jesus and, and a hell of a lot more violence and was not a black comedy mm-hmm. so it was supposed to be really violent so i guess you know he wanted to change it that was the changes he made i mean bestiality is kind of a heavy subject to tackle it 1980 right i mean it is today obviously but i'm just saying that's where we realize that terry the girl that they've kidnapped who doesn't know that she's been kidnapped and is willingly staying falls in love with vincent and he goes i'm have to show you how to smoke my meat someday and she's like i'd like that and i'm like yeah There's a scene where Ida gets jealous of this whole thing. We don't really know what Ida's part in this movie is. Like, is she a sister? Yeah, he's a, yeah. Okay, that's, I, I. Yeah, they said it. They might have said it once, I just didn't think about it. And the sheriff's the brother. Right, okay. It just seemed like they were a couple. You know, when you think of a farm, you think of a couple. You don't think of, like, one dude and a sister, you know what I mean? Like, and a brother who's a sheriff. Right. I don't know, it just seems weird. But Terry... She kind of wanders into the meat room and kind of sneaking around wondering how they make the meat because he tells her that he wants to teach teach her someday. Ida doesn't like this. Chokes her up against the wall and says, what the fuck are you doing in here? You know, Vincent wouldn't like you being in here. And she was like, Vincent's the one that told me that she wanted to teach me how to do to make the meat. And she was like, oh, child. Oh, have you ever tubing? You ever gone tubing? And she points to the ceiling so she won't see the hand and the foot coming up out of the vat. (laughs) And uh, she's like, what do you mean, tube? She's like, oh, hell, I'll take you. And they go out to the lake and she tries to drown Terry. Mm -hmm. And Terry's like, after being rescued by Vincent, is like, oh, I forgive you. Like the stupid character she is. After being drowned. And she even admits it to Vincent. Like, I don't know. I thought I was going to die. And he's like, there, there, child. I'll be there. And then she shows him his breasts, her breasts, and then tries to fuck him. And he's like, I wouldn't. Not before we're married. Are you asking me to marry you? Yeah. (laughs) So that's where that came from. Movie magic, you know. 
that, then they did that scene where they were like trying to like hypnotize the fucking rockers, yeah. the like communist rockers. Because they they were this is when they were buried and their heads were in the ground. Right. They put these weird like light boxes in front of them that looked like you know those like little uh you know those Japanese machines that had the little balls in them mm-hmm. where you flip them pachinko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pachinko. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like that, but on the yeah. front it had this swirly thing with lights and stuff, and it mm-hmm. most like they seemed like they repurposed it or something because it looks like a pachinko machine. It looked cool. And but he yeah he said he did your you shouldn't your cattle shouldn't suffer. Right, because they're gonna kill them and use their meat. Mm-hmm. So did they put a noose around their uh? Yeah, next and then broke, and then yeah, drove broke, off yeah broke with a tractor it had them uh, uh roped up to a tractor to break their neck yeah basically all they did is lean forward with their heads <laughs> yes yeah, and you just they added the cracking sound like of lettuce basic or not lettuce uh celery it's oh, preferred uh for neck breaking yeah <laughs> for folly work um she learned that from tiktok no, I've seen, I've known about Folly forever because I've always liked doing sounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do all that shit. There's this fucking stupid ass chainsaw fight. Honestly, it was kind of boring. It was long. It was way too long. I mean, it was kind of cool when he put the pig mask on and right. he's walking around with the pig mask and the Which chainsaw. Which is fake. It's not a real right. pig head, obviously. But it just it just went on for way too long. That was that pig head was very iconic to the movie though because um, Fangoria used it. And oh, in a cover, it. yeah. They did the T-shirts here recently? Was it Cavity Colors or something? Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but it's you know that scene in particular, even though it's cool, like that they did it. It wasn't that well choreographed because, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was just because it was tacked on, like they said. But the the whole duel took about. Five twelve-hour days mm. to shoot. Can you imagine? Ouch! No, it's too much work. Five twelve-hour twelve-hour days. Hour For days. A fight. And you can see that. No the wonder they made it so long. Did you notice that they switched out the guy, uh, Linky or whatever? Mm-hmm. Who was like, it was like a guy with longer hair every five mm-hmm. seconds. So like, whenever you didn't see his face, it's some other dude mm-hmm. because it's dangerous with the chainsaw. But they weren't right. even like running, right? So it didn't oh. he, it wasn't like real chainsaws. I, I don't know. There maybe there's more in, stuff on the Blu-rays and stuff. We don't have them, so unfortunately, that's all I know. This is all happening while Terry's on a track tied to a track to get sliced by the meat slicer, and of course, you know, after the chainsaw fight, <laughs> Vincent takes the chainsaw to the side, mm-hmm. and as he's dying, this is the silliest, stupidest joke ever. He's like, you know, most people who die, they confess all their sins or whatever the fuck it is. And his mm-hmm. biggest sin is not that he ate people and put them in the garden that he wanted to fucking admit to Bruce. It was that he used preservatives for his meat because <laughs> right. he lied to everyone and told them it was all natural. It was all natural. And that's how dedicated Vincent was to the meat industry. Silly. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> But I love it because of that. Right. It's so ridiculous. Right. It's not the, yeah. Not that you use humans, preservatives. Literally, it was like a five minute scene and he's just like going on and on and on, not telling you what it is. And it's like, uh huh, uh huh. We already know you're a killer. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that, you know, that's pretty much it. And then she's like, you should burn it down. <laughs> Didn't she say that? Yeah, something like you know, that. I grew up here. I don't know. Maybe we'll clean it up and. Do something nice with it. And she was like, what? Yeah, so so she she's with the guy who tried to rape her. Yeah, that's a good message, you guys. <laughs> that's the message of the movie. And she tried to marry his brother. So, yeah. yeah. 
He's always going to be second best, that's for sure. <laughs> Fuck you, Bruce. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, we do have another movie to talk about, and that is Slaughterhouse Rock from 1988. This is a spoiler-free section, so we'll let you know when we before we get into spoilers. If you're new here, uh, Slaughterhouse Rock is about... A man visits Alcatraz prison after having dreams about all the people who died there. When he gets there, his brother is possessed by an evil cannibal demon. The ghost of a female heavy metal singer who was killed there tries to help the man fight the monster. Tagline, Alcatraz. For 39 years, it held society's most depraved killers. Now, it's something even worse. I'm so scared. I know, you should be. (laughs) This is written and directed by Dimitri Logothetis, who did movies like Body Shot, The Lost Angel, Wind of the Dragon, Kickboxer Retaliation, and more so recently, the movie with Nicolas Cage that was called Jiu-Jitsu that didn't have a lot of Nicolas Cage in it. He was like a master in it. A lot of people got upset about that. Oh, so he just did it for all the money. Oh, of course. I mean, mean, yeah, you wouldn't do it for free. (laughs) Not at his age. <laughs> Not with his bankruptcy. What are you trying to say, Christina? No, I was just saying he takes Don't roles. be a Nicolas Cage hater, t- all right? Don't be one of those people. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, but, you know, he's making a comeback. No, they're not all perfect. No actor does no, every not. movie perfect. Well, he Period. does a lot of them not perfect. He does a lot of them that nobody else could do, too. No, just a few. Shut your mouth. I will, hit, you. I will hit you. <laughs> Murray, bite her. Anyway, we have a few writers on here. We got, he he also wrote this, by the way. Um, we have writer Sandra Willard, who she was a lot of, she did a lot of kids TV series. She was a writer for a long time that she worked on like Arthur and then something in the 2000s from, for Curious George. Oh. And she even worked on an episode of Disney's Doug. So hmm. also had a writer by the name of Nora Goodman, who this is her only credit. The cast in the movie is legend famous Tony Basil. She played Sammy the Ghost. Yes, that's the Tony Basil you might be thinking of. Wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. She was in a band. Wasn't she in a band? Yes. What was it called? I don't know. That's just Tony Basil. And I'll tell you what her songs are if you'll let me Where finish. Where are her songs? <laughs> Some of her most famous songs are Mickey. Oh, you're so fine. Okay, yeah. now it all makes sense. And Girls Night Out. She had plenty of other ones, but you can't find them on Spotify. Those are the only two you can really find, actually. Mm -hmm. She only has her singles up there, not the albums. I'm so sorry. She is a one-hit wonder. Dude, she didn't know. If you actually... Mickey is a one-hit wonder. Uh, Fight me. (laughs) If you listen to the other song that I mentioned, and if you listen to our other tracks, you wouldn't recognize them. But Mickey has made her a lot of money. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, But she stopped acting in 1996, but she had been in movies like Easy Rider, Angel 3, The Final Chapter, Rockula, and more. And uh, she does a song in this one, too, with Devo, because they do all the music in this movie. Oh. Which she, the song's called Leaving the Body. Remember when she does that weird yeah. Dance thing in the middle of the movie. Yeah, with well, the shadow and shit. It's like, I am the only one. Ah! Oh, it's not, the, not that song. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, she does say, I am the only one. And uh, yeah, Diva wrote the song. She sang on it. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like work together on this whole fucking thing. It's interesting music, by the way, by Devo. But we'll, we'll get into that more. 
We also have Nicholas Celosi, who plays Alex Gardner. He's the main character in this movie who is afflicted with some sort of dream thing. He is marked for death. He was the the man in hi-hat bar. That's his position was. But I had to bring him the movie because I love the movie. He was in uh, quite a few sexy times, Skinamax flicks, like Hidden Obsession, Camp Hustle, Campus Hustle, excuse me, The Devil's Pet, The Lost Angel, and he's still actually writing and producing movies today. Ah. I didn't, I wasn't too fond of his acting in this. I hope he's gotten better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. I love you, but Tom Riley was in this movie. He played Richard, Alex's brother. He was an officer in Chips. His name was Bobby. There we go, another tie-in. Yeah. He was also a voice actor in the games of Animal Instincts 1 and 2 which I believe was a fighting game, which is cool. I I remember playing those. He was also in Valley of the Dolls TV show, Ice Cream Man, the movie with Clint Howard in it. Mm -hmm. We also have Donna Denton, who plays Carolyn. She was in Gore 1 and 2, Death Blow, A Cry for Justice, and General Hospital. Mm -hmm. We also have Hope Marie Carlton, who plays Krista. She's pretty popular. She did a lot of really crazy films. Um, She was the brother's girlfriend. The one that fucks him in the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, she played the pinup girl in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, oh. which I believe is the one where the kid's a mute and he gets tied to the bed with her tongues. She keeps spitting out her tongues. Oh, okay. To tie into the bed and then he goes through the floor into hell. Wow. Yeah. Um, they, she was also in movies like Savage Beach, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Picasso Trigger, Slumber Party Massacre 3. And the original Stan miniseries as Sally. She just had a real bit part. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was a bit part, but it was like only for one of the two. Right. I think it was. I don't remember which one it was. We also have Tammy Hyler, who plays Jan. I believe that was the love interest girl that uh, Alex meets in the very beginning. And they go to dinner together. Uh, She got her start in a bit role in Disney's Cloak and Dagger. She was also in Hits, Heavenbound, and The Oath TV show. We also have Stephen Brian Smith, who plays Jack. He was in a bit part of Moonlighting, and that's it. And then, last but not least, Ty Miller, who plays Marty. He did a little here and there, like uh, a lot of TV shows and stuff, like a couple episodes of Growing Pains, Our House, Highway to Heaven, The Young Riders, Without a Trace, and A Girl Named Joe. Obviously, this movie had a budget, a pretty decent budget, not as much as Hotel Hell. It actually had a $2.5 million budget, though. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, Christina, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Oof. Oof. Oh, I don't want to talk about this movie. Well. Well, you would think, you know, Alcatraz is pretty cool. It has good stories, like, associated with the island. And stuff like I'm that. An island boy. They could have done a lot of good shit with this since they had access to the island. Right. They shot on the island. But oh my god, I didn't even realize the amount of eighties that is in this movie with Devo and Right. It's Mickey. cool. Yeah. Like, but it just fell to shit. Like, God, it was in Maybe like the first 20 minutes was like really, really good. No, it was more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 20, 30, 40 minutes maybe. Yeah. Like literally, I'm not spoiling anything. Literally when they got to the island, it went to shit. Like I'm just like in awe. You you can immediately change. You could tell the tone of the movie had changed. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it wasn't for the best. But there was a lot of like slowed down filler parts and shots in mm-hmm. this, and you could tell. And they reused a lot of the shots of like the weather moving, and then they a lot kept, of fog, and they kept having montages of stuff that has already happened, which you do didn't need to really use because we knew we just saw it. You know what I mean? But you did. You get a lot of Lost Boys like in the air, like the music. Mm-hmm. the way they were acting and i don't even fucking know what was going on with the vampire there was like vampires and there was like ghosts and there was like all this shit like all Lots this crazy gore. shit yeah well in the beginning it? yeah yeah oh yeah it, but there was cool like uh effects because yeah. they had like these floating body skeleton things that looked pretty cool. everything looked pretty damn good yeah, yeah i, was I really impressed. did but the story was just like oh god it just wouldn't end it just wouldn't end. I also got, I also thought of Fright Night when I was watching this too. Like. Okay. But, I can see that. Yeah. A little bit. But it was just. Probably ex- just in looks and aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. But it was just uh, executed poorly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they could have done so much better. I gave it a four out of 10. Really? What about you? Well, so this movie is really painfully 80s and in a, in a good way. Like, I fell in love with it instantly because of it, because it's so, like, height of the 80s, like, everything about it. And when I say 80s, I mean, like, full-on fucking dick-in-your-face 80s. Like, this is like the, you know, where the style probably was at its height and everybody in, in, in the world was dressing like that now or in the fucking country at least you know it's cool to me like because it, it kind of reminds me of the whole you know goth industrial sort of style back in the day new wave yeah like they had some of that in there you know like there was a crossover of that a little bit um, yeah it was kind of like new york like right. style i felt like this movie was new york all the way through in fact there were so many times in the movie i forgot we were in fucking california well san francisco it is different it than... feels like all the actors all the way that they talk everything is totally new fucking york. new york yes east coast yeah. like straight up city fucking living too you know like even new jersey kind of a little bit of vibe in there you know what i mean so i don't know what it was it just that's what caught my attention and i loved it for it um but the movie kind of ends up losing itself, like she said, by the midway point. Like, there's a little bit of a buffer there in the middle where it does lose itself, because I was thinking to myself, like, ooh, this is kind of creepy now. Like, some of these shots are really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's shot in the way that you would think of, like, an 80s music video is shot, which I personally have found that I like in some of my 80s horror movies. Mm-hmm. People who, you know, Richard... uh Stanley, who did um, Color Out of Space, and uh, um, what was the other movie he did with the robot? Uh, uh, heavy, hardware. Oh, hardware, yeah. Um, but, you know, just stuff like that always is appealing to me. They used a lot of fucking fog in this movie. So I was like, okay, and the music was kind of interesting, too, because Devo, they were doing all these, like, really weird experimental stuff. Like, they're kind of experimental as a rock band, you know what I mean? Like, they have done some weird shit. But this was like really different. And and I was kind of vibing on it for the movie, like as an atmosphere for like 10 minutes in that that buffer point in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes nowhere. It goes places. But I wanted it like the pacing of the movie in the very beginning of the movie was like practical effects, monsters like it was throwing everything at you. Mm-hmm. And then it just completely slows down, kind of like Titan did in a way. 
That makes sense. But Titan yeah. is, or Titan, is actually way more interesting by the mm-hmm. end than this was. They start mixing in a lot of different ghostly characters, and it kind of becomes like a teenager fucking, like, kid flick almost. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he's talking to this ghost and becoming friends with them, and it's supposed to be this horror movie. And it's like, it almost, like, changes the entire feel of the movie, where it was like, I guess it would be cool if, like, I lived back then those days mm-hmm. and I thought about all these cool people who were in the in the movie. Uh-huh. You know, as these band people, mm-hmm. like her doing Mickey and shit like that and, like, hanging out with my goth friends or something. <laughs> right. and it, but it's not interesting. Like, yeah. it's really bad. And it really fucks up the whole fucking movie for me. Like, it's a completely different movie by the end. And the lead actor is pretty annoying. Like, he's really annoying throughout the whole movie. He was chosen for his looks. Right. That's what we discussed. Because I was like, I feel like he was picked specifically for this look that they wanted and not necessarily his acting ability. I feel bad saying that. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying that at this time, and he's pretty early on in his career with this movie, so I'm sure he's done better since. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, I don't know, something about him was just not very likable. Mm -hmm. Everybody else I was fine with. Right. Was, did you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, it's. I mean, it's really well shot. There's some really great scenes, but it kind of gets so tricky with all the scenes that sometimes you're just like, can you just do a plain shot for a second? Like Christ, <laughs> they're like doing these aerial fucking things underneath their feet when they're walking, angled shots, like you know, and then they do this like horrible up close shot, and I'm like, this is not consistent. Like, what is going on here? It's almost like two people shot it. I don't know. I was all on board with the guy who was haunted by a demonic experience that fucks with his dreams in the real world and outside it. Plus, you know, the movie does take us to Alcatraz, obviously for worse. I wish it was better. And that's kind of where the magic dies. I like the aesthetic that they were going for. I love the 80s feel that they had. It's so hard. It's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. to me, I, I, I don't know. But, man, the, the middle of the second or third act, it was just like, bam, garbage instantly for me. And I just couldn't get into it. And this is a big, big movie, by the way. There's a lot of people like this movie a whole lot. And I'm not putting it down. I really, that first half of the movie blew me away mm-hmm. in the so bad it's good way that I love. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be my new favorite movie. Like, I was getting myself all worked up. And then by the end of the movie, it just brought that number down 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 and you know i have mad respect for uh basil and everything like that which she plays a lot of parts in this movie mm-hmm. and i respect devo and all the other stuff i like but it just it loses it and and like you said i get vibes of lost boys nightmare on elm street the movie prison mm-hmm. uh they do some stuff that's like very much kind of almost like exactly ripping like ripping it off almost but I still liked it, even even if the antics wind down a lot before the end of the movie. The pacing of the first half, great. Second half brought the number down. Mm-hmm. It would have been like high number if they would have kept it. That's what Makes I'm trying sense. to get at. And I realized that like they got this opportunity to use Alcatraz. I don't know if it was a last minute decision and they had other plans or something like that. Because I know that it was shot in like Culver City, all the interior shots and stuff like that. But like the outside was definitely Alcatraz and they got this really great opportunity to, to use it. And I feel like they got caught up in the fact that they were going to use it and not doing enough. They thought that just it being Alcatraz was, w- enough. was enough for the movie. And it's not. No, because there was no fucking story. It made no goddamn well, sense why they were there. No, there was 
too much story that it was so fucking confusing as to why the right. demon got let loose. They tell you directly what she did to, you know, why this thing gets loose, but it makes no sense of where it comes from necessarily, why it was released. Where, in a prison? How yeah. did it get to the prison? Why is there this thing in the middle of the prison underneath the prison? Like, I don't even understand. Yeah. Like. Oh. Uh, maybe I wasn't paying a close enough attention, but if you have to info dump that much information, you're going to lose people, I think. <laughs> Lost us. It it was a lot of like talking dialogue sections in that last half. Mm. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, trying to explain it away and right. it was working. And it just bored the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I'd give this one still, I'd give it a 5.5 only because the first half of this movie is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a six. Like mm-hmm. I loved it that much in the beginning. So... I've been to Alcatraz. I uh, it's not open anymore. Yeah, no. I went there as a teenager. My I have I have family who lives up in Sacramento, and they took me out there okay. one summer. It's really cool. And we, I think they did shoot some of it in Alcatraz. Maybe because maybe there, some areas were like open still that look closed. Y- yeah, I I think so because I don't think they could they could restructure on a set those cells. Because they were, it, it, it's just a particular. That's what it said. All type. the studio, so all weird. the, all the like prison shots were done inside. inside. All the inside was done at Culver City. It's weird. I don't know, but I don't know. I think it, ugh, Alcatraz was so cool too. And I hate that I went so young because I didn't appreciate it. Like now I'm like, oh my god, I'm so stupid. Like why didn't I appreciate these opportunities that were given to me when I was younger? Anyway, okay, carry on. <laughs> wrap it up christina Uh, uh, i wish i could have gone too but yeah she gave it a four and i gave it a 5.5 we'll say so yeah not not looking too good there no 4.75 between the two of us it's just average Mm -hmm. that last half man maybe we're being a little strong and i think i'm being fair i think you know like i love the movie but it is hard to watch after you might as well just turn it off Mm-hmm. After they go to Alcatraz, <laughs> like, which sucks. I hate that, but there, you know, there's a couple of funny moments, but not really. There's just a lot of witty dialogue while they're walking and walking and walking and walking and walking and walking and talking. Okay, and- so so Devo just did some songs for the movie. No, they did every song for the movie. Oh, okay. I wish they would have. been. I looked at the the thing at I the was- end, and it was like Devo, 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 Devo. Oh, okay. I was hoping they would be in the movie. I didn't, you know, I didn't catch it. I was kind of looking out, but I don't know yeah, how, what too. they look like then versus today. Right, because they always have those goddamn helmets on. Right, when they're glasses or whatever yeah. the fuck they're wearing. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, guys, what did you think of this movie? Have you seen this movie? If you are interested in checking this movie out, you can watch it for free, meaning you don't even need a Prime account, but it's through Prime on their free with ads part that you can use to watch movies. And it's just like you would with the free, what's it called? The one app everybody uses for found footage. Tubi. Tubi. So if you want to watch it on Prime, you can watch it for free. The ads are a little annoying. I have to admit. Yeah, there were a lot of ads. It was pretty, pretty heavy, but it's the only place you can watch it. There may be a copy on YouTube. I didn't check that. But there was a really funny juice commercial ad, which is pretty funny that they put on like 10 times yeah i was gonna say yeah it it was funny the first hundred times that we saw it but (laughs) um but yeah so anyway let us know what you guys think we're obviously got some trivia just a little bit 
And then we're going to get into our spoiler thoughts and what we thought of this movie and what we liked or did not like. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can go down to the timestamps and find out what movies we're going to be talking about next week. And uh, we'll see you next time. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your your warning. warning. All right, guys. So there wasn't a lot of trivia on this. And really, the only one that I found, which I've already kind of expressed where they shot and everything. So that's like one right there. Uh, I tried to look up like old reviews of this movie mm-hmm. interviews. I couldn't find much of anything. Like it was pretty, it's a pretty underground hit. You know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. thing, but cinematographer Nicholas Joseph von Sternberg did the dolly shots for this movie, which there are plenty. He did it by skating around on roller skates, folks. Oh, wow. And I don't think you can get any more fucking eighties than that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You youngins don't know what roller skating is. <laughs> that was our lifeblood, okay, when we were children. When you had a birthday party, you had a fucking roller skating rink to yourself. Well, you shared it with everybody else, but you had your party there because it was cheap and they played music. And you, could and you op- got pizza. And you got pizza. And, and sometimes you get a hand job. No, I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. I was a little too young for that, but yes, yeah. it was. This, I just remember going to the roller rink all the time. Mm-hmm. It was like the thing you did before we had fucking computers in our face every five seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> just kidding. So uh, other than that, there really isn't any other trivia. I mean, I've pretty much spoiled most of the trivia anyway. So Christina, what Hello. do you think? What do we what do we uh, well, let's talk about the very beginning? Because one of the first things that blew me away is that instantly. We're in fucking vampire land, creature walking through the sewer, and it's very obviously a creature. Mm-hmm. Dead bodies floating in the water. He rips off its head. Which looks really cool. There's a guy trying to get his hand out of a fucking, like, chain link fucking vice grip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he keeps pulling on it, and he chops off his own fucking hand eventually with his axe or I don't or know what something, he, yeah. he was trying to break the, the shackle. And then when the guy, when the monster comes in, he wakes up and his hand's missing and it's like spraying blood. And it's like slaughterhouse rock. And then it's like college days. And these like group of guys are t- fast talking, you know, <laughs> typical college shit, you know, <laughs> you know, where they're all like getting along and having the right thing to say at all the fucking right times. You know, there's the two fucking crazy fun dudes. Right. Oh, oh, back to the hand thing, and he wakes up from a dream, oh, and, his, yeah. and then he pulls up his hand in bed, and his hands all bloody. So that's the first, second dream sequence, and then, and then he wakes up from that, and so we automatically know what kind of fucking movie this is. Yeah. Be. Well, it, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Right, but still, it did not give a good impression. No, because we've had impression. movies where it's like I can't oh, remember. It's a dream within a dream, and you don't know if you're hallucinating dreams, dude. or if like, you're calm dreaming. down. Like, ugh. We get it. You've 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 run it into the ground, and now I'm angry at you. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that bad on this one because you're you're only getting half a movie here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know, but there's this whole '80s thing again. Everybody's wearing Reebok fucking sneakers. Is uh, this guy Alex, who's like has a brother who he lives with in this like house, this like house that they all share. It's like almost like a fraternity, but it's not. It's just like they're friends. And like there's two dumb idiot guys who like are always making jokes, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stereotypical stuff. Kind of remind me of the Lost Boys, the the brothers. Right, exactly. And like 
only older, obviously, the Frog Brothers. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, there's like little shit. Like there's like this kid sitting eating chips and then he walks past him and grabs a bag of chips. And I'm like, while they were talking, I wasn't even paying attention to what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I was just focusing on why he took that chip, the chip from that kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, motherfucker just took that kid's chips. <laughs> and the kid, if you watch him, he goes in the background and he tells some other kids. Mm-hmm. Like the jockier types. And he's like, hey, those guys stole my chips. <laughs> and so those guys get up and follow them. Uh, oh, that's what they're doing. But nothing ever comes of it. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that, yeah, I don't know. That was just weird to yeah, me. Yeah, it was weird. That's really weird to me. I don't know. I, if th- I remember them following him in the background. Too, right. And they're like smoking cigarettes and stuff. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and Nothing. Nothing's going on. That was really weird. Anyway, back at the fucking, their pad where the brother's there, these two girls show up and Alex is under a pile of fucking like blankets on the couch sleeping from the night before his party. And the brother is waking up and the one girl who's in charge, what's her name? I don't know. Forget her name. I didn't do names really well. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's uh, Krista. Ah. She and Jan show up. And Alex is like, oh, I'm just waking up under clothes. I'm so wrecked. We had a party. <laughs> and I'm like, this movie's awesome because it's so <laughs> terrible at this point. And she's like, hey, can you help me find my earring? It's behind your bed. And he was like, I don't want to move my bed right now. And she's like, get in the fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> so she can bang him. And they start banging, which I noticed they had the front end of a fucking Cadillac. Oh, it was like a dresser or something. Yeah, it was like a it was like a dresser on the wall that like had no legs. And I was like, dude, I was like, I want one of those. You know what I mean? Like put a TV on it or something like that. That would be so fucking cool. Um, They just basically cut off the front end of literally of a caddy and put it on the wall and then had lights coming out of it. And there was this weird scene, though, where Alex and Jan are now left behind. And, and, and Krista did this so that they could get to know each other because Alex is the weird one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And so she sits down and she's kind of like the goody two-shoe girl mm-hmm. while Krista's the bad girl. And they sit there talking and he's like, so while you can hear him banging on the wall. Like, ah, ah. And she's like, he's like, hey, you feel like you hungry? And she's like. Does an accordion wear a pinky ring? And he's like, I don't know. Hey, you hungry? <laughs> I'm like, he just completely barreled over her joke. Uh-huh. I'm like, ma- her made no sense joke. It didn't make, well, it didn't even make sense how he reacted. Like, right. what, are you, what, what is wrong with you? Like, he doesn't want her to talk. I guess. You will be, you will speak <laughs> when, you're spoken when you to. are spoken to. Ah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they go to a diner, they go to eat, and she's telling him something, and he's spacing off, listening to other conversations, and then Vampire Hand comes out of the wall behind him, and he's, like, screaming, and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> what do you think, bitch? <laughs> he's like, sorry, I'm just having a really bad fucking uh, schizophrenic break. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> and that's not me making fun of schizophrenia, Okay. That's what it would be considered because yeah, he literally is having like these schizoph- Halluc- hallucinations, which you can also have in bipolar. You can be bipolar and have these hallucinations as well. Um, I'm not a doctor. Go fuck yourselves. They go back home. Everybody's like going to bed. And he's like, hey, can we please stay up, please? And he goes to bed that night. 
And he, he, of course, is having dreams. This is going to happen a lot. And he dreams of the, what was it? Somebody grabbing him by the throat, throwing him on the ground. The, the vampire. Oh, yeah. Grabs him hand. by the throat, mm-hmm. sl- breaks through the door, by the way, and then slams him on the ground and then rips his chest off like a fucking... <laughs> like horribly, horribly. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. It looked like it's someone He had was... a green chest. It's like they took the chest from the monster and like put him on it. Do you know those big human? Tupperware things that we have that we store stuff in? Mm-hmm. It looked like that. Mm-hmm. He just ripped the top off the, the Tupperware thing. <laughs> right. And all this like like skeleton bones and organs and stuff were there, but I kind of liked it. I didn't care. I was like, at least silly. they tried, you know. Yeah. Is that the one when the bed starts on fire? I think so. And then yeah. the girls come in, and there's a fire in the room, and no one. <laughs> no, like, that happens no one... later. Oh, because there's a okay. So so he goes to school, and he starts daydreaming again, and he has a dream where his face is melting. Oh, that's right. And there's and, maggots on his face. Yeah, and he like, starts screaming, voice. and the teacher Im- instantly sees it. And she just so happens to be like a witch who studies this shit. And like, so her and this Jan girl decide to wait at his house. Or no, Jan says she's going to wait at his house because he's having these crazy dreams. Mm -hmm. And the teacher shows up to his house that night Mm -hmm. and they hear him scream and they go running back there and his dick's on fire. Like his whole front legs and everything is on fire. Me and Christina are like, what? What the uh, fuck yeah, is going on? Fire too? Wouldn't you be concerned about the fire? It like, is real no fire one, too. Like yeah, and no one was concerned about the fire. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the people on the set were concerned about the fire, but <laughs> he sure looked like he was out for the count. Uh, his dick was on fire, and he didn't give a shit. Nope. So maybe it was turtled in or something. I don't know. I don't know, but they they did this weird. <laughs> shut up. They did this weird split scene where then all of a sudden the fire was gone. Well, they show him, it's like going, they did a pretty good job of flipping through, but like, it's like him in the dream sequence where he's in this, like a, like the Alcatraz, I guess. And he's in a cell and he breaks through the floor Mm -hmm. and then he falls into this like fire or something. And she comes in with her thin ass little fucking like cape and tries to put out the fire, which I guarantee you when she did that in the movie, she she probably either burned herself or it caught on fire and they had it worse. They made it worse. So, like, she puts it on there and it goes out eventually. Yeah, it all went out. Like, all over. Yeah, she when, as soon as he wakes it, up. It all, it all went out. Okay. Well, they cut the gas on it, but I mean... Yeah, it's but are be- you going to question that? Like, Well, that they did. Instantly, they were ready to go on adventures to figure out what it was. And she's like, oh, I found this book. And it must be this. And instantly. the first book she opened to. It's the first one. You know what was it? I don't know. Did was she it, talk it was about? Old book. I yeah, but what did she find in the book? Do you remember? No, I don't because it didn't make any goddamn sense to me. She was talking about another creature in another dimension trying to get through to Something. this world, and somehow it has picked him for some reason. And he's being a little fucking drama queen about the whole goddamn thing, which is fucking hilarious mm-hmm. because he's like, "No, I don't want to." And they're like, "Come on, like let's go on an adventure." <laughs> Him, his teacher, and a fucking chick he met the day before. Like, <laughs> it's like, she was like, oh, I wish I could have a dream like that so I could experience it firsthand instead of hearing it from others. You were chosen. And then he was like, I don't want to be chosen. I don't want to be anything. I just want to be rid of this. And then he like leans on the door all dramatic. like, <laughs> And then he turns around and he's like, all right, I need your help. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that's stupid. 
Then there's another time. What happens like where all of his friends are there? They're trying to figure out what's going on. Don't they talk to another doctor or something like that to figure out what might be wrong with him? Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, like all of his friends are over, like all his fraternity brothers or whatever the fuck they are, mm-hmm. are at the house and in and, and the teacher and him wake up. And he's like levitating over the bed like some fucking Ghostbusters type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, what? What's the there is no yeah, ghoul. There's only ghoul. I am Zool. Zool. <laughs> there is no Dana here. He's like literally floating like that on the bed. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's another you know stolen thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Meanwhile, he's like in his dream, being like his arms and legs are bound over chains, and he's being cooked over a fire. So his back is like. Mm-hmm. peeling up and and flaking which they did a really good job of yeah for you know for that scene that's pretty cool but then they figure out oh he's being summoned by the demon the vampire and he lives in the spiritual dimension and they got to stop it somehow by going to him and going to alcatraz and do their little scooby-dooing around the whole fucking island and that's where the movie takes a shit mm-hmm they're scuba doing around, having stupid conversations and zoinks and everything else. And f- Alex gets pulled aside by this fucking metal singer ghost. And he's the only one that can see her. But everybody else is like freaking out. Um, I think Richard, his brother, gets attacked mm-hmm. and then starts turning into a demon. There's another rape scene in the movie, kind of where he meets up with Krista and he's like, let's have sex. And he starts pushing her down. Mm-hmm. It rapes her. Yeah. Did they have sex? I don't think, I think she got away. Oh, I don't remember now. Oh, I was thinking about the other scene. Sorry. Yeah. She got, she got, she got away, I think. Um, but either way, you know, it's, it's creepy. Yeah. Because he's a demon, you know, right. He's like the embodiment of the spirit. That's like going around in what's his name's head. You'd mm-hmm. think if that demon had that much of a connection with Alex, that he would know everything that's going on with the metal singer chick who is played by Tony Basil mm-hmm. and their plans, which literally they have like nine flashbacks in this movie as to oh. why everything happened. And none of it makes, makes sense. sense. She literally went to Alcatraz by herself on a whim, thinking that there might be something under the prison. And she goes downstairs and finds a clay pot. And opens it? Yeah, and it's like an indigenous fucking clay pot. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're thinking it's like a Native American sort of like... Artifacts or... Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Ritual or something? It was so hard to pick up all the pieces because there's just boring info drops like you need to make them interesting you know what i mean you can't just info drop and walk away right because people are gonna get bored so in part two guys please i'm just kidding part two <laughs> it's only 30 years too late or 40, 40 years yeah uh anyway so she has like you know all these buddies that she had there go after her I guess like and they all died and then every time one of her friends dies by the hands of Richard who's going around as a demon possessed fucking creature he gets to see them and he's like what are you doing here and she's like oh I died because you're stupid ass <laughs> because we shouldn't be here and I told you we shouldn't be here fine luck you got me into here you know Alex he's like I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty much, that's all that there is. There's just this back and forth. He's got to figure out how to stop this monster. Mm. No one knows how. She finally shows him the actual information that he needs to know to beat the creature and how to connect to him and, like, make him lose his power by focusing his energy on certain thoughts. Isn't that what it was? 
while his brother's like turning further and further into a demon, mm-hmm. this demon in particular, the vampire demon, I guess. I, I guess. I don't know. One of the other people tries to seduce Richard while the other one waits and tries to hit him with a fucking cross and misses, <laughs> which was so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> but they end up getting him anyway and start wailing on him with a like pipe. And that like frees up Alex in the sh- in the sh- in like the sewer world because he's in spirit form mm-hmm. for like a part of this and then not. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. But after they stop beating him, the demon shows up in the sewer. And he, meanwhile, back in the real world, the girl battle is going on. There's like a bunch of girls fighting, while one of the girls is spraying gasoline all over the get like the the front doors, mm-hmm. and which the of course the demon lights on fire in the spiritual realm, and it's all very confusing and not really worth the effort to explain. But let's just say that when he does this, it causes what's his name to be free and move out of that cage mentally, physically, spiritually Mm -hmm. stuck in that world. And by the end, the girl ghost thanks Alex with a kiss. And then he's back at the girl's house, the Jan girl. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I thought you didn't play piano. And he was like, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. So he became the girl, I guess like the metalhead girl. I don't know. No sense. Okay, no. I don't know. No I like I said, it it feels it felt like it was like a half hashed out plot. They visualized it more than they actually wrote it, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work at the end. Right. Uh, uh yeah, the, just terrible. Like mm-hmm. completely one eighty from what it was doing. So it just ruined the movie for me when I had such high hopes for it. Maybe that's my fault. I don't know. I still thought it was cool. Like I said, I gave it a five point five or a six. Christina gave it a four. She's the one you should be angry at. Okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Change my mind. I'll fight you. I will fight you. But yeah, man. I mean, what was your favorite scene in that movie? No, just watching the when he got his guts ri- ripped open. The, the lid. And then, um, the yeah, the lid. <laughs> and then the bodies, the floating bodies. Oh, God, yeah. Those were cool. Mucky fucking messes. Yeah. And I did like, I honestly, I did like how styled it was. It was very 80s. You know what? You know what? Your reason you're thinking of that, that movie. What? uh, Fright Night. Yeah. Is because the guy who's a vampire. Yeah. Kind of looks like Richard and he has the same kind of teeth almost. No, I thought it had like the same uh, music and. uh, Well, yeah, the music definitely was like Lost Boys, though. Yeah, it was like a mixture of the two for me. It was almost like Diva was like, well, we could watch Lost Boys and check that out. She was... Enough time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> we could, you know, just do well, that one, but make it on Alcatraz. I don't want to say it like that, because then it makes it seem like Devo's not capable of right. making original music, which by far, they're oh, one they're, of the most yeah. original making music. Totally. You no, know, other than the, what's that one band that Nick always talks about? The one with the eyeball? I don't know. I can't remember it's just eyeball. a yeah. It's like a, a eyeball with a fucking top hat on it. Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. I can't think of it off anyway, the top of my head. Matter. But those, yeah. Anyway, it just didn't. It just didn't resonate with me at the end. I still gave it a fair fucking thing because I thought it was so much fun up until that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a completely average film or worse. And I think you might be right on the score overall. Mm-hmm. But I still just wanted to give it a better score because I I would probably buy this just to have that first beginning mm-hmm. but where the tragedy strikes is somewhere i would just turn it off 
Mm-hmm. And they uh, live happily ever after. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for Tony Basil because, like, it's probably her biggest, you know, like, yeah, role at the time, you know what I mean? So she was pretty popping, you know, for her music and stuff. So I almost thought she was the one that did Cruel Summer, you know? It's a cruel, cruel, cruel summer. Cruel summer. She was. Now you're gone. Yeah. I'm not the only one. <laughs> cruel. Cruel. Anyway, so. Let us know what you guys think of this movie. If you had any favorite scenes, I would love to hear it. Did you have a copy of it? Did you pick it up from, I think it was Code Red that actually put it out last. But they only had limited copies, and uh, so if you can find one out there, it's pretty rare. Um, But you can also watch it, like I said, on Prime, so if you need to watch it and you're interested in seeing some of the craziness up into the middle mark, you'll know when it happens, trust me. Uh, Then check it out. But yeah, next week... We're going to be doing something a little different here, guys. It is going to be Kung Fu horror movies from China. Yay. And they look sick. Okay. I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of excited. I know this isn't everybody's bag, but, you know, we got to mix it up, man. There's so many different types of horror and so many different, you know, offshoots and things. I want to do stuff like this, and I think it'll be fun if we all watch it. And they're both on Prime, by the way. So if you have Prime, you can watch both of these as long as you're in North America, I guess, or something like that, wherever their district or region is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a Chinese ghost story, one and two. So get ready for some wild, bizarre, subtitled movies that are going to blow your fucking mind. Just watching some of the like mm-hmm. shit that happens. And there's three of these movies. But, you know, we're not going to do all three. You know, let's, we'll save it for another time. Maybe we'll right. watch it with, like, a one-off of something else. Okay. And, uh, you know, wrap it up and see what we think of the three, you know. And we hope you have a good Thanksgiving or whatever you celebrate. Yeah, if you don't celebrate it. Black Friday, have a good Black Friday. Yeah, no shit, have a happy fucking Cyber Monday or whatever. Yeah, Small Business Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Consumerism, capitalism, yeah! (laughs) Have fucking a good week, that's all that matters. (laughs) Right. And I hope you guys will join us for this weird adventure that we're going to go on for a Chinese ghost story. We were thinking about watching Blood Freak, but we couldn't find it online for you guys to watch. And we like to buy it you know, at least find something that's accessible. accessible. Yeah. So that you can, you can watch it with us too. So, um, we've been doing that as of late more, but you know, sometimes we can't, but yeah. Hope you guys will join us and, uh, we will be back next week for a fresh new episode of Chinese ghost story one and two. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for stopping by. And as always, long live the void. So...